is an outrage. I am pissed off. I want winners. What's happening, everybody? This is the Philly Experience Podcast alongside Chris Thacker, Tanner Martin, and Tyre Hood. I'm your host, Max James. It's great to be with everybody today after less well, less than 24 hours after the Super Bowl as Patrick Mahomes gets a job done, beats the San Francisco 49ers 31-20. After being down 10 points in the fourth quarter, he's able to make a comeback 21 unanswered points. And it seems like the 49ers defense just didn't have an answer for him, slinging balls down the field. It took him a while to get going. We saw the first three quarters. He didn't look like himself. But when it mattered most down the stretch, he was able to answer and deliver for Andy Reid and the Chiefs, their first Super Bowl in a very long time. And I'm sure those Kansas City Chiefs fans are very happy. Uh, But listen, guys, I'll start just by saying it was a great game. I thought, you know, obviously last year's wasn't. Like as entertaining as this year's definitely, but shut up. See, you got to at least admit this, man. A lot of back and forth, and and just the the seven minutes left in the fourth quarter, and what Patrick Mahomes was able to do in order to deliver for for them down the stretch. The back and forth, I agree with, but let's stop saying that last year wasn't entertaining because for me it was entertaining. There was a defensive battle. If you ask, T, like, I can mute your mind. the one percent. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was saying. Like if you ask like majority of the population, they will say that last year's Super Bowl was. Eh. But this one, I'll tell you what, I think these were the two best teams this year. You could argue oh, the yeah. Ravens. You could argue the Ravens. I mean, Lamar Jackson had a great season. But in my opinion, Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league right now. And he proved it last night, showing you why he is. Because I tell you what, throwing those deep ball to Tyree Kill yes. on third and 15, that was a crazy play. Let's start let's, let's start with the first quarter. Go ahead, Chris. No, I was going to say, yeah, I can get on board with that. Because, yeah, for the first three quarters, I was like, man, this it's, San Francisco just had control of the game for those first three quarters. Nick Bosa. Yo, man. Is a monster. Wasn't we talking about that? That guy's like, a rook, too. I, I, kn- I, like, I knew he was a monster, but just seeing him manhandle. I, I don't even remember the dude's name. Hey, listen, oh, listen. Um, Eric Fisher. Oh, that, yeah. That um, you straight up a. All right. T, T, I want to see you go out there and try to block Nick Bosa. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going up against Nick Bolson. Did, first you, off, did you hear that? Did, did, man, you were chattering your teeth there. I'm right? not. Listen, listen. I'm not blocking Nick Bolson, but I'll, I'll go up against Eric Fisher any day of the week. All right? <laughs> <laughs> Look here. I think I could put Eric Fisher on the ground. But seriously, man, Nick Bolson was whooping all kinds of ass up front, and I told, I challenged Chris this season that he should watch more offensive, defensive line play. Let me tell you, it's some of the most entertaining stuff to. To watch, to see the motions, everything. I'm telling you. Like, okay, so for the first quarter, it seemed like it was pretty dead even. That pressure was really getting to Patrick Mahomes. Oh, yeah. Which was the one thing that I said to myself, I said, if that if that pressure can get to Patrick Mahomes, it, out of all the teams in the NFL that can put pressure on a quarterback, the San Francisco 49ers, with this awesome defensive line, DeForest Buckner and Nick Bosa, they should be able to hit home. If they hit Patrick Mahomes, they get in his face, they mess up his timing, they mess up his rhythm, they can dominate the line of scrimmage. Boom! You get you got Patrick Mahomes exactly where you wanted to, where you want him to, and you cut off the head of the dragon, which is exactly how you got to stop that Chiefs offense. Oh, yeah. And they did exactly that. Now. The, the issue is, apparently, so the second quarter comes in, the defense is still dominating, and apparently, and fellas, help me out with this, because I'm I'm a football person, right? Just, 
help me out with this. Did Kyle Shanahan go to the school of Andy Reid's time management? Seriously, what the heck he was that? He said he would do it again. Are you kidding me right now? Seriously. T, I think that was just a coach who was in a position he's never been in, and he's going, oh, my God, what the hell do I do? Oh, my God, what the hell do I do? Call a damn timeout. Look, man, he's got pressure on him. And I'm, I'm not even trying to be facetious here. I think he just broke down under pressure. My man's burned so much time off the clock. And then to run the football... And then use your timeouts? Like, are you kidding me right now? I'm trying to look at Kyle Shanahan from a very human perspective. I, I just picture him looking up and down like, what do I run? But and, some, he, and, and look, I think that's just all it was. But sometimes you have to go back to the basics and common sense of football. Okay? Use your two-minute warning as your timeout barometer. Mm-hmm. All right? Once you get within that barometer, all right, cool. Why did you run the football and then not call a timeout? Why did you allow all that time to elapse? I don't understand See, that. you're making good points. I think, in my opinion, this is a lot more about the Chiefs just being great than the 49ers messing up. You know, I think the 10-point lead that they had, they were looking really, really, really good through the first three quarters of this game. But Patrick Mahomes, this is why you don't bet against him. All right? Nope. You give him the ball with seven minutes left, and then he just starts slinging the ball, man. We were waiting for that big play. I was sitting there watching the game. I'm like, he's got, he has to make that deep pass. It hasn't happened yet. Mm-hmm. And he's done it in every single game throughout the postseason. Yes. And Sammy Watkins and Tyreek Hill had a great game, but they didn't have that explosive play until that Tyreek Hill nope. 44-yard catch down the field. Me, and I was waiting for it, and man, it finally happened. And it was it was crazy. So, all right, let's let's skip the halftime show. We'll, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> hey, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Shakira so, Ship stole a line. Shut up. <laughs> so, third quarter. So now all of a sudden, Patrick Mahomes is starting to find himself. He's starting to find his rhythm again. He's starting to make those passes like you were just talking about, those shots down the field, which is necessary for the Chiefs offense. And one of the things that I was talking about with my buddies is the fact that I said if the 49ers can make that Chiefs offense dink and dunk, the 49ers can win. But if they start letting the Chiefs be the Chiefs and they start letting them hit these 10, 15-yard plays, these big chunk plays, Mm -hmm. You're not going to beat. That's how they've been doing it all season long. They've been doing it that way all season long. Yes, we were just. I mean, we're just waiting for it to happen because you know it's coming. And even if the opportunities are there, if if they don't complete the passes, fine. But you know that deep ball is coming. Yes, and eventually, you know, I'm going to give a shout out real quick, Damian Williams on the ground and through the air. You know that controversial Mm -hmm. touchdown where his foot may have been out of bounds, the ball you couldn't really tell. Yeah, I think I think they made the right decision by you know that the call stood, but you couldn't really have a definitive angle of him. You know, being in or out of the end zone. Yeah, he had 17 rushes for 104 yards. Wow. I thought he should have he been the MVP. Game. They he gave did. the MVP to Patrick yeah. Mahomes. It's usually always the quarterback. Right. No, I don't think Patrick Mahomes deserved it. No. I think I Damian Williams should. I mean, listen, from scrimmage, he had, I mean, you said it, Tanner, 100 yards, mm-hmm. 104 yards rushing, but he also factored in the passing game a receiving touchdown and a rushing touchdown when they were just trying to kill clock at the yes. very end of the game, and yeah. he just takes it to the house. Yeah, and that's my thing. Like, Patrick Mahomes threw two interceptions, two. Unorthodox yeah, interceptions really for Patrick Mahomes. And it, I believe the interception came after they had just fumbled the ball, too. Yes. So yeah. it was like the 49ers were yep. meant to get that, that was, ball. Yes. That was Nick, really, Bosa, yeah. Nick Bosa had forced the fumble, and Patrick Mahomes had yeah. landed on top now, of it. Let's compare uh, stats real quick. Pat Mahomes went 26 for 42, threw the ball a decent amount. Mm-hmm. Usually when you throw the ball that many times, it doesn't end well. And then uh, Jimmy G went 20 for 31, 219 yards. Mm-hmm. With They both had two interceptions. Pet had uh, 286 yards, though. You, you said Garoppolo had 32 pass attempts? 31. 31 pass attempts. See, that's the thing. Like, And that's another reason why I'm going to I'm, – I'm, yes, Garoppolo shares some of this loss as to why the 49ers didn't win. But 
I think Kyle Shanahan needs to shoulder the most of this loss because of the simple fact that your success was built off of the back of your offensive line being able to create holes for these running backs to run through, Tevin Coleman and Raheem Mostert. So why didn't you go back to what was working? Why did you put the ball in Garoppolo's hands? You got happy in the second and third quarter when those play-action passes were working, but the reason why they were working is because you started chomping off five, seven, ten-plus-yard runs. That's the reason why the play-action pass was working. That's the reason why Garoppolo had options one-on-one in coverage. You don't have those options if you take away the run, if you don't run the football. And I don't I don't understand why in the fourth quarter you didn't run the football to kind of try to bleed the clock. You tra- kept trying to put it in Garoppolo's hands. Help me out here, fellas. And even under pressure-wise, you were talking about um, Pat Mahomes was sacked four times, Jimmy G only once, but the pressure was always there. Yes. And as we've noticed in previous games, and especially in the Seahawks game with the Niners, the I, th- I think it was the first game, but um, uh, Jimmy G just... While he's under pressure, just makes stupid throws. Yes, yes. I, that one like, in his first interception was really bad. Just yeah. very bad decisions. And I think Kyle Shanahan did mask a lot of issues that we didn't see out of Jimmy Garoppolo. A lot of issues that we overlooked, which a play action, um, a play action playbook can do that. A strong running game can do that. A la um, Tennessee Titans with um, Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill. So. Right. It's completely understandable that, of course, you're going to rely more on your run game. But the part I don't understand is why do you not? Why do you wait to the big game to all of a sudden try to? I guess I don't know what these coaches try to do. They try to throw like a different wrinkle, or they try to throw something different at these teams. I don't understand it. Just stick to what was working. This is this is something that's actually heavily discussed a lot with like you know the really big shows on like FS1 and all that. Uh, you know, like Colin Cowherd, he gets into like. You know, Atlanta gets to the Super Bowl against the Patriots, and they play this different game that didn't help. Right. That that wasn't part of their success in getting there. Same thing with the Seahawks when they you also lost to the Patriots. It seems like, and that that was another thing why people praise Doug Peterson for being aggressive in the Super Bowl. It seems that, but that's his you, game. You, you try you try to to throw a curveball on these teams to you know trick them out. Hey, look at what I can do instead of what I usually do, and. Like to address the Jimmy Garoppolo thing in the championship game, he only threw the ball eight times. Mm-hmm. Yes, and now he's throwing it thirty-one. Yeah. Right, exactly. Now, I now that I think there's such a thing as running the ball too much, but no, I don't know. For a, yeah, okay. I don't think so. No, okay. no, go okay. ahead, go okay. ahead. No, go but ahead. but yeah, no, you're absolutely right. You people try when I say people. It, Coaches will try to just throw this curveball that the other team will expect, but sometimes you just flop on your face. Yeah. And I think that's all that happened. See, me personally, I never, I, I disagree with the fact that you can never run the football too much. I honestly, listen, because this is such a passing league, like everything now is about big plays down the field, passing. And these offensive linemen, they're not big, like they're not the, these big 350 pound guys like they used to. They're smaller, they're more agile, they got to work in space, they got to run on screens and things mm-hmm. like yeah, that. True. So when you, when you build an old school type of offensive line a la the Tennessee Titans, I hate to say this, the Dallas Cowboys, with these big massive offensive linemen and these big running backs that can create these holes up front, it's a mismatch nightmare for these modern day defenses. Honestly, 
If I were to build a team right now in the NFL, that's exactly how I would build my team. I want all my fat guys to be 340 plus pounds, no smaller than six foot two. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Straight up. Definitely agree. I mean, there's so much to break down here. I want to start, I'll just start with the, with the Niners. I think they ran the ball a total 22 times. That's incorporating those trick plays that I thought Shanahan ran well in the first half. You know, he got Debo Samuel out in space, a lot of, yeah. a couple of end around plays. And, you know, he ran Moser 12 times, and Tevin Coleman got five carries coming off of that, that nasty injury he had in the mm-hmm. NFC title game. So uh, I think, like you said, Chris, with the whole rushing thing, I think game script matters. Green Bay's rushing yeah. defense was horrible. Oh, yes. Yeah. Absolutely terrible. And I think last week we all were thinking, okay, let's see what De- – or two weeks ago, excuse me, we can let's all see what Derrick Henry can do against the Chiefs front, and they pretty much held him in check. So watching that on tape, Shanahan might be thinking, hey, listen, they just held Derrick Henry in check. You know, maybe we need to throw the ball a little bit more mm-hmm. than yeah. we've done in the past. So I think the fact that Garoppolo threw it 31 times, that's a little skewed because down the stretch and after Mahomes, you know, takes that, that lead, you, you know, you have to sling the ball. And he's taken a lot of chances downfield. He did miss he, Emmanuel, Emmanuel Sanders wide open down the yep. field that last play. He missed but, Emmanuel Sanders. He missed. He actually. He also missed um, George Kettle on a very, yes. yeah. and very that, crucial. Yeah. And that's actually a pass in the middle. A player the that, quarter. if I'm a Niners fan, I want to see a lot more out of. Especially during the Super Bowl game, he gets. I believe he caught the ball four times for only mm-hmm. 36 yards. And if I'm the Niners, I'm giving the ball to George Kittle. I'm sure he was locked down most of the game. But Kittle just, four catches, 36 yards. Yep. Yeah, yeah. He did have that one catch. You know. Down the field, what was that end of the first half or? Yeah, was it, that was, it was the end of the first half. The first half. Against Rich, um, it was against Rich. No, was it against Richard Sherman? He I just put, know it was down. It was the, offensive pass interference. Yes, that much I do. Yes, know. yes, I remember that play. I definitely do. And I think the fact that you know Kyle Shanahan's probably like you said going to shoulder a majority of this blame, but I think the defense has to take some responsibility because they had a ten point lead with seven minutes left, and they're the best defense in the league. Everybody said it all season long. They were good. You know, the front seven, and then you have out the D backs with, you know, starting with Sherman, obviously, who I'll point out didn't have his best game. He did mm-hmm. get burned on that one play by Sammy Watkins down the right sideline later on or late in the game. Man, um, I, <laughs> Richard Sherman looks like a, a shell of his former self. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the thing when it comes to those bigger corners and they have those leg injuries mm-hmm. and they don't have that foot speed to be able to keep up with. That's his thing, though. He didn't have, he, we all know he didn't have the speed anymore. But, again, I'll take Sherman on my team any day of the week. He's a true professional. Now, if you want to talk but about not that speed. professionalism, yes. Yeah. But playability it's tough. now? It's going uh, against going against a guy who, first of all, is like seven years younger. Yeah, but, I don't know specifics. Like, I don't know how old Sammy Watkins is, but he's got speed that Sherman just can't keep up with. Yeah. Uh, if you want to talk about being the best cornerback in the league, you got to back it up. And, and that's my thing. He tried. Yeah. I mean, at least you can't get him coverage credit. after coverage. Yeah. He, he was taking taking these guys one-on-one. Oh, no. You no, know, so. yeah. I'm not, we're not doubting I, I'm his. not saying I could go out there and do anything. I'm right. saying that if you're going to talk, you, you got to back it up. Yeah. Yes. That's my whole – and that's – y'all know me. That's my motto. If you have enough kahunas to be able to talk to talk, you best have the big kahunas to be able to back up your Watkins, talk. Watkins, 26. And be able, to, be able to write the checks that your mouth just cashed. Yeah. That's all yeah. I'm saying. Be able to back up that big talk. Mm-hmm. And Richard Sherman clearly didn't do it. He's, he's gotten slower. He still has it, though. He's, he still he has definitely it. still has it. He still has it within 10 yards. But after mm-hmm. that 10 yards, that's when he's suspect. Yeah. Very suspect. Honestly, I would have exposed that if I were if I were an offensive coordinator, I would have exposed the crap out of that, especially when the 49ers started playing a whole lot of one safety high. And I would have put Tyreek Hill right on top of him. All right, cool. I'm going to put my burn on you. Let's see how you do one-on-one, son. Mm-hmm. You say you're the best corner? Taste this speed. 
Get my dust. Jimmy Garoppolo is getting a lot of heat today, and I've heard rumors already. I mean, we're literally less than 24 hours after this game. I've heard rumors that they're saying they could easily cut Jimmy Garoppolo now and bring in bring in Tom Brady for a season. Oh man, imagine that. A lot of people are saying that down the stretch. You know, last night that Brady being in there would have made such a bigger impact. Could you imagine There's though? No way that's right. I think oh. people's people are saying that if you take the last like six, seven minutes of that game and it's in Brady's hands instead of Garoppolo when they need to have that comeback, people are gonna are sitting here and saying, you know, obviously they've rather have Brady in that situation. And do those people realize that Brady's not the same quarterback that I, I he agree. once was? And I was I was really confused because I know they just signed Garoppolo to that massive contract, but apparently a lot of the money is not guaranteed, so if they cut him it's not costing them a lot of money. Well, I think Garoppolo's staying put, but could you imagine Tom Brady gets Garoppolo out of he's yeah. off the Patriots mm-hmm. and now he's and now he gets he's leading his own team <laughs> and now he goes over there to San Francisco and that takes his sick. job. Yeah, how big of a how, how big, if there's a rematch of this last year, how crazy would it be if Brady's on the Niners Mahomes with the Chiefs? Oh my god. That would be something crazy. Cuz listen, these two teams can easily go back. Yeah, I mean, look yeah, at their can. rosters. The Chiefs, you know? they were always so close and now they finally have done it. Because the Patriots were out of the way, you know yep. they had they really yeah, it was can we say well can we say that the Kansas City Chiefs are the new king of the AFC? Uh, I don't uh, think so. I think it's too, but you got to remember the Ravens had a great season. I know the way it ended; it makes you forget about how great Lamar Jackson was this season because how badly yeah, and the Ravens played as a whole against yeah, the Titans, right? Yeah, They've a lot really of teams were on the come up this season. Oh, yes, a lot, a lot. Yeah, we'll see, but I don't think you could just hand it to him. I think Lamar Jackson only being what just turning twenty three years mm-hmm. old now. If he can improve as a passer over the next couple couple of seasons, it's definitely going to be a fun, you know, maybe yeah. like a little mini rivalry, rivalry starting. I and agree. Ben yeah. Roethlisberger is still the youngest quarterback to win a Super Bowl. Mm, true. 23. Yeah, yeah, but true. But he, he ain't the same quarterback <laughs> yeah. that he was. Back I don't know then. how many years we got left to see him. I was about to say, you ain't got that many years left right, to watch. Let's, let's talk more say. about Pat Mahomes and what he did, you know, winning mm-hmm. MVP last season. Uh, now a Super Bowl champion and Super Bowl MVP. Mm-hmm. Um, he's obviously he's going to be on the top for the next few years. Oh yeah, and yeah, yeah. I agree with what Max said. He's the best quarterback right now. And best th- quarterback. And I think most importantly, we can finally put the rest. Well, no, not really. We can't really put the rest. The Madden curse. He, no. he he did not have a good game. Yeah, but uh, hey, well, at least if he that's a curse, or... if if a curse is winning the Super yeah. Bowl, I'll be okay with getting true. that curse. Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> But he did not have his best game. Like you, like I said before, I don't think he should have gotten um, the Super Bowl MVP. No, I think that should have been Damian Williams. I never seen a running back play so poorly. And Tanner, you know, we're all, we all kind of followed fantasy a little bit. Damian Williams had a horrible fantasy season, and down the stretch here in the postseason, yeah, don't he's remind just been, me. Yeah, he's been he was great. And, and the bell cow, you know, seventy carries, like you said, one hundred and four yards. He really just took yeah. charge. Mahomes actually carried the ball nine times for twenty nine yards right. and a touchdown there. And I'll tell you what, low key, Sammy Watkins, when you, or excuse me, Tyreek Hill, when you look at the game, other than that 44 yard pass, you know, he had catches, obviously, mm-hmm. but that 44 yard catch was his biggest of the game. And he actually had a hun- nine catches and 105 yards. Yep. Which I, when I saw the stat, the stat line, I was like, he had 105 yards. Yes, he did. That's yeah. pretty incredible. And Sammy Watkins also had 98 yards on five catches. He got his yardage some off of those, those 10, 15 plus yard plays that started opening up for the Chiefs during the second and third mm-hmm. quarter, which was the part that I said, you know, better start. We're looking out for. 
But that was a turning point. That, that it was that past the Tyreek Hill because look after that you just saw Mahomes. It looked something changed, right? Yeah. Now he's starting to sling it. He hits. He hits Travis Kelsey for that quick touchdown. Gets the ball right back after the three and out. Then he hits Damian Williams with that, uh, you know, that screen touchdown coming out of the backfield. And then just like that, it's like, uh oh, there's that lead. It's disappeared. It was a huge, yep. huge turning point, and it was also a turning. And the 49ers, like I said, Kyle Shanahan did not adapt to the situation mm-hmm. because when you're up ten points, why are you still throwing the football? If anything, I understand that you know for the most part your running backs have been kept in check, but. Running the football still takes time off the clock. Mm-hmm. And I understand the mantra of, you know, you're playing not to lose. That's That mantra, I understand all that. Yeah. But your strength as a team has been running the football. So why go away right. from it? Why are you putting Garoppolo in a situation that he's never been in before and he wasn't asked to be in this situation throughout the entire season? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it is it is really, really, you know, yeah. you, when you sit back and think about it, I really thought that they would run Mostert, especially because of how great he played against Green Bay. 220-plus yards. I know. One name we haven't even mentioned who I thought was going to be a factor because it's been like a three-headed rotation, and, and we haven't even mentioned Matt Breda, who didn't even play yesterday. Nope. He a snap, and he was pretty good for them. I know he had some fumbling issues during mm-hmm. the regular season, but he didn't get an opportunity. I don't think he, he played much during the postseason in general. So I think one thing I will say about this, Tevin Coleman, he had a really good season, and I really think that injury that against Green Bay kind of factored into his snap count probably in in the Super Bowl. But I really, I really think if he not not that it would have made a difference in, in the winner, but I think if he was a little bit uh, healthier, so to speak, that maybe they would have ran the ball a little bit more and maybe trusted him. Maybe it would have been a little bit more skewed as far as maybe Moser wouldn't have had as many carries as he did. That would have been because I know they're two different runners. You know, they one, are. Out of the backfield and one's you know more of a bruiser like Mozart is, but I mean they are no doubt. But you know I don't think I'm just trying to think of ways uh, from coming from what you're saying as yeah. far as why did they stop or why didn't they run the ball as much? I'm trying to think of why maybe that was like did did Shanahan not want to give Mozart like 20 carries because he's never done it this year? You know, yeah, for example, but the kid ran for over 220 yards last game. Mm-hmm. Different and, team. And on top of that, like I think the kid looks like he can handle a 15, 20 plus carry load. Seems like it to me. I'm yeah. just saying. And even still, this is the Super Bowl. Yeah. This is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to do something that most people only dream of. Yeah. Why not take all the chances? Yep. I do want to say Garoppolo just flat-out outplayed Mahomes for the first three quarters of this he game. Did. I mean, yeah. he was efficient. He was making really good decisions. I mean, I know he had the one bad pick, but for the most part, he's making really good decisions. But, T, I know you're an old-school kind of guy. You know, defense wins championships type, run the football. But I'll yeah, tell you right. what, Mahomes, to me, watching him last season or two, he's he's it's starting to look look like, man, maybe if you have Mahomes gunslinging the ball, he only needed seven minutes, and just like that with a snap of the fingers, he's got the lead, and they win by 11 points. That's I mean, true. I think now offensive firepower could be the new thing in the NFL. Well, going offense, forward, well, offensive firepower has always been the biggest thing in the NFL. Because now, as but you could, when you when you try to win the big game, you you're. I mean, a lot of people will say if you have the best defense, you don't really need the, obviously the best offense. But if you do enough offensively, you can win the game. I think San Fran played a pretty good game offensively, but even that, though they had the best defense, Mahomes was too much to overcome. Now, do we? Now, yes, Mahomes was too much to overcome. Yes, that offense was too much to overcome, but. When does it come to a point where we say to ourselves, well, what did the other side of the offense do? Did they do their job in preventing and helping their defense out? Because that's the biggest thing. If you go three and out, you're all I know. Yeah, defense, the three and out is tough. Yeah, the I defense agree. just got off the field. I know. Against this powerful offense in which most of these guys are fast, 
These guys are quick on their feet. You don't know where they're going. You got to watch Patrick Mahomes because he's always ready to run. Mm-hmm. Then you got the fastest receiver in the NFL in Tyreek Hill. You got a really good receiver in yeah. Sammy Watkins. You got the best tight end in the NFL in Travis Kelsey. And then you you just get off the field. Your offense mm-hmm. goes onto the field. You try to catch a breather, and your offense goes three yeah. and out. You don't even get a chance to catch That's a breather. That's the thing about defenses. The offenses usually never run out of breath, but the defense is constantly, if the offense stays out there longer than obviously three and out, and they start moving the football down the field, the defense is totally going to get gassed. Yes. As obviously, by the fourth quarter, I think that's kind of what happened. You know, the, the Nick Bosa and, and that Niners defense were kind of just like, listen, we, we're we trying to hold on here. We're held, we've held them the 10 points through three and a half quarters. And I'm thinking here, listen, 20 to 10, Garoppolo has the Niners with a 10-point lead, and he's given the defense. I mean, the defense just has to step up there. Seven minutes left. We know it's Best hard. defense in the NFL. Best defense in the NFL, hands down, all season long. And I just feel like that when it mattered most, they just didn't step up. And I know it's Mahomes, but the people who are throwing shade at Garoppolo today, I get it. That last drive. Yeah. Last two drives actually weren't the best, and he he was missing Great. a lot of passes, and he missed Manuel Sanders. But I just feel like anybody who's throwing shade at Garoppolo today, you have to throw, you have to look look turn around and look at the defense. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. I, yeah, I would put them up there just as much as Garoppolo, but I still say Kyle Shanahan shoulders most of this. That horrible time management at the end of the first half, and the fact that you didn't put the ball on the ground um, and play to your strength. Offensively, let me. Can I ask you guys something? What did you think at the end of the first half that uh, pass interference call on George Kittle? Did you guys think that was soft? Because I I looked at that a couple times. I'm like, Chris, I think really? every, Chris, I think everything. Really? done I think everything done in the NFL that is soft. Was a, Let's be honest. Here. That was a polite shove. If yeah. I'll tell you what, if they hit that field goal to make it thirteen to ten it. going into halftime, yeah. and they're getting the ball to start that, the second half, it is. That I makes agree it with you. That's a lot different. more interesting game, yep. especially it, it, for the 49ers. It does. But it, I, I just thought that was such a soft call, especially in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. I don't know. Biggest game, yeah. Just I, how it is these I days, I guess. Yeah, I mean, you saw George Kittle's reaction to that. It's like, what? Yeah. yeah. I don't know yeah. why Kyle. T, to your point, I don't know why Channel, Kyle Shanahan in general he did get away from the run, but I thought. He he started to become more like getting away from his not I don't want to call it trick plays but a little misdirection, a little reverse. We saw like I mentioned earlier with Samuel with those misdirections, and he's taken it. He's run. He had thirty three carries and he had fifty three yards. He also added five catches for thirty nine yards as well. So he was kind of doing it all. And I I realized that earlier in the game. I was like, okay, Debo Samuel looks like he could be a big factor in this game script, yeah. and he was early. Yeah, and I was. feel like as the game went on, I think Shanahan was like, all right. I've ran a few trick plays. I ran a few misdirection plays. He kind of stopped. It's almost you know? like he played all of his big cards all at once. Yeah, and, and, and then, then he did have Garoppolo, nothing to go back to. Exactly, and then and then you look and Garoppolo's throw, throwing the ball thirty-one times. It's like oh, okay, like Garoppolo throwing the ball thirty-one times isn't going to get you. No. W, you know, and lo- like you mentioned, they got away from their strength. They didn't run the ball a lot, and I think that's what they should have done because one, it worked. For parts of the game, you know the rushing yeah. attack worked for parts of the game, and when you're up twenty to ten with seven minutes left, milk the clock. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. It's milk the dog on clock. Everything is so much, so much more highlighted in situations like this. You know, I'm sure if we go back and look at the regular season, there's times where this pops up, and it's like, oh, why did Sean McVay milk the clock? You know what I mean? But right. stuff like that might not matter because at the time, maybe they're not in contention for the playoffs, and people right. don't, you know, shine a light bulb on it. But this one. 
the biggest game of them all. Yes. Just all, every little thing matters. Yes. Like, you're not, I understand you're not up by a huge margin like you're used to, but now you just got to play a little tighter. And when you play a little tighter, yes, everything that you do, your decisions, they are, they mean that much more. They are that much more important. Mm-hmm. So, all that being said, for me, and I understand, like I said, he's a play caller offensively, so he's in charge of everything mm-hmm. offensive. Um, and he's a head coach, so he's probably got a thousand things going through that headset of his. And I completely understand that. I've never been in a position of a head coach. But sometimes you just got to have common sense, son. Just run the damn ball. <laughs> Why? Jeez. I think, and I think that if that happened, this game may have turned out much differently, just based on the simple fact that when you're going up against a guy like Mahomes, the best quarterback in the league, yes. like I said, in my opinion, Keep the fastest the receiver, fastest receiver in the league in Tyree Kill, and, you know, I mean, it's a toss-up between Kittle, Kelsey, you know, pick your poison, they're both right there neck and neck, in my opinion. Yeah. But, I mean, when you're going up against that much firepower, you almost can't make, even, even the Cincinnati's, I know they have a great team, but you almost can't make any mistakes. You almost have to play like an almost perfect game because you know at the end of the day, now that I'm realizing, especially Mahomes putting together that crazy last seven minutes there yeah. of the game, for the for future reference, you know, what if you play against Kansas City, you better have a complete game because you Mahomes will take advantage of any opportunity. And he's proved And he can it. flip the field just like that. We've seen it. He's proved it three times in this playoff series. Tyreek Hill, Tyree Kill and yeah, I know <laughs> yeah, Texans, Titans, and every single Super Bowl, game they played in the playoffs, they've come back from the margin. You are absolutely correct. You want to beat the Chiefs, you better play all four quarters, and you better not take mm-hmm. your foot off the gas. And, we, and it's a perfect example. Even if you play three and a half great quarters, it's still not enough. Nope. You nope. have to finish because Mahomes is something else. I mean, I've never. And I know I'm. You know, we're all pretty young, obviously. So we're not talking back in the day and great quarterbacks. People around the country or the world have seen. But for me, I've never seen a guy that that can be down 10 points with seven minutes left. And it's like everybody in the stadium, everybody watching at home, especially me, are like, okay, like the Chiefs still have a really good shot of winning this football game. Yep. We grew up watching the guys like Peyton Manning do it and Tom Brady do it. Mm-hmm. You know, Roethlisberger did it. But somebody like him just saying throw it like 90 yards. I mean, right. just like that. And then the way he's able to kind of change the yeah, angle I've never of his, seen anything. his throws. And I'm just like, dude, he is not human. Yeah. He's not. Yeah. I mean, fair. listen, for example, watching the Falcons Patriots Super Bowl a few years back, I had, no, I had no confidence at all. I know it's Tom Brady, but I'm like, man, there's too much to overcome. I mean, it's 28 to 3. There's no way the Patriots come back. Uh. This one, I'm like. <laughs> This one, and, and then obviously the Patriots did come back. But this game, I'm like, my, I think I saw some stat. You know, the San Fran had like a 96 percent chance to win the game at some point. And I'm like, the Chiefs have a 96 percent chance to win. I mean, got the me damn bums. You said that all the Falcons fans listening to us just turned off our show. <laughs> yes, they did. But I just sorry want, about that. Falcons I just fans. want to touch on a few things before we transition. Uh-huh. Um, you know, it was most. You know, everyone on the Chiefs, most of them, it was their first uh, Super Bowl. But I also want to say that it's Wisniewski. He's a two-time Super Bowl champion. Yes, he is. And I, yeah, he's on that. Yes, he and is. And also, um, going off of that, LaShawn McCoy, you know, running back for the Chiefs, didn't play in a lot of the games. But now, technically, a Super Bowl champion. What do you think about that? Do you think it... Like, do you think he deserves to be called a Super Bowl champion? I mean, he was on the team. He's on so. the team. It, it, it add, yeah. it, it's still going to be just part of his resume. His, yeah, so, his I mean, yes, he it don't be. matter what he did or didn't do. He got a, he got a ring. Yeah, he every, did, yeah. every team in every sport who 
has players that ride pine. They all like you they guys all get a ring. Like you guys attack Carson Wentz for being injured you know when what? the Eagles won, but he's still it's still going like, out on his resume. Facts, facts, right. Like when the Patriots we'll won, Josh Gordon's now Super Bowl champion. You piece of Swiss cheese. But also, you know, LaShawn McCoy <laughs> talks about coming back to the Eagles before he retires. He's been in the league ten seasons, over eleven thousand rushing yards, six time Pro Bowler. What do you think about him coming back? I think that would be awesome. The fact that if he it's even, realistic, the, well, coming back to play or coming back to retire, both. You, you, play, he said he wants to come back. So play, hell no. Retire, sure, absolutely. I don't. I don't Man, need a Lashawn McCoy. I took, what, what's up with these microphones up uh, in this piece? <laughs> no, anyway, but no. I mean, I would hope. I, I would hope he would be considerate and have like a team friendly deal. I know. Not a lot of professional athletes have a mindset quite like that, but if he came here on a team-friendly deal and was like, you know what, I'll play a Jason Peters role, I'll give Miles Sanders my P's and Q's, and I don't know. He's 31 years old. I, I wouldn't be opposed to it. Yeah, do you understand what I'm saying to you? I feel like he could do what Darren Sproles wanted to do better. Yeah. And um, I'm still not out on us getting rid of Jordan Howard. Uh no, I would love us no. to bring. I would love us I to bring want, him back. I want Jordan Howard to stick around in Philly for a while. I would love us to bring him back. Like seriously, like Jordan Howard is the perfect compliment. When to he was centers. when he was playing, he was in my opinion the most consistent eagle. Am I? Oh, I'm back on. <laughs> what the heck? It's called. I apologize for the. Since microphone. you mentioned Miles Sanders, and <laughs> I, I was almost sure he was going to be uh, maybe offensive, offensive rookie of the year, but he only got one vote, and also. Now Kyler Murray is Yo. the offensive rookie of the year. Kind of came out of nowhere. How the heck did that really? overrated midget get rookie of the year? I'm I understand sorry. his, you know, stats was a big part. T, t, I just want to kind of pat myself on the back because was, you know what? Before the football season started, I said to you, you know what? Kyler Murray does not impress me, and you, I, and even you looked at me and you're like, Chris, did you watch him in college? And I know. Like, yeah, no, that's not, college. Not a whole lot. I'm, I'm sorry. That's college. And hey, I just kind of feel a little bit. Great for myself. I'm like, s- hey, I don't think Kyler Murray ain't uh, nothing. I, I apologize. I, I call, was, call up Oakland. Go I was a little too baseball. angry with my statement. But seriously, I mean, come on, the Cardinals, though. Come right. on, man. I am pissed uh, off. He's got a QB rating of 87.4%. Um, he passed for almost 4,000 yards this season, 20 touchdowns and 12 interceptions. That, to me, is not really offensive rookie of the year stats. No. No, it's I not. Think, I think if Miles Sanders put together a complete season, yeah. you know, yeah. I think it would have been a different story. He had an amazing like last five, six weeks of the year. But shouldn't that make that even more incredible, the fact that he mostly got his yards during the second half yeah, of the season? Yeah, I know, but it's a season Compared award. to guys like Josh Jacobs? Yeah, but Josh Jacobs only misses the last, what, two games? And yeah. then I still, I think he's I more, think he was better... more for it than Kyler Murray. I agree with that. Like, I'd have been even more satisfied if Josh Jacobs would have won. Yeah. But seriously, Kyler Murray got offensive rookie of the no, year? No, I think Josh on, Jacobs was more deserving yeah. of oh, yeah. than, Kyler Murray. than Kyler Murray was. I yeah. agree. I know. I, o- I mean, listen, Oakland wasn't really great at last year either, but I mean, come on, Cardinals weren't either. Man, <laughs> you know, seriously. I, I, I wanted to mention balls. something before the microphone went out for a little bit for me when you guys were talking Eagles. Just watching those two teams last night. And think that having to think about the Eagles, <laughs> I'm just like it's it is that's a perfect response because it really is laughable. Neither, I mean, we're yeah, so far away. They 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 couldn't be on the field with either of those teams. I've never seen a team. <laughs> no, I've never seen a team like how we were so complete two years ago and go from that to just being so 
just unorganized yeah, as a whole. Don't yeah. you dare say what I know you're about to say. Because well, listen, San Fran, like San Fran <laughs> had a... I knew it, 2020 take, vision. A San Fran, solid QB, you know, good rushing attack. They got playmakers on the outside. They got a great tight end. They got a great defense as a whole, just like we had. And now, you know, even last year and now two years later, we're sitting here and we're like, we need this. We need that. We need this. We, we know it's that. hard. You know, so I'm just sitting here thinking to ourselves, like, football's way different than, like, basketball, for example, because there's so many more players. But, I mean, we all can throw out our own ideas about how to turn this thing around. And, and whoever wants to start can. That's first things first. But I'm just going to sit here and say, Wentz, at least we have a franchise quarterback. You do. And everything else. Prone. And everything else around it. What did you it, just say? I said who's injury prone. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. We, you know we there's can, always what Chris says because still, he, he's, he still didn't prove that he is an injury prone. And we were looking at this year for him to prove that he can do it. He can take uh, control under center and really take over this team. But there's just that injury aspect of Carson Wentz. Look, I, I'm not blaming Carson Wentz for getting hit in the head. Of course not. The Seattle Seahawks. And, 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 and no. I mean, in our opinion, I'm, I'm going to eat all y'all to do me a real quick favor. Stay off the weed. Please. Before say, we go say, too far. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Since we were talking about who's really who's the most to blame for this 49ers loss, we already, you know, we picked apart the team. Now, just which player or coach is most to blame or side, defense or offense? Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan, Max. Defense, defense, defense. I think. Chris, how about you? Who's most to blame? Jimmy G, Kyle Shanahan, defense. Man, I, I, I mean, I got to go with Kyle Shanahan because he's the one calling the shots. And I, look, they had, I know, a, they I had know, a 10 point I, lead I know, with seven minutes left. I, mm-hmm. Dude. I mean, I, I know it's him. not a whole game. I know it's not a whole game, but man, the 49ers were getting to Patrick Mahomes, and I, I know, I look, I know, he got sacked four times, and there was pressure on him pretty much the whole game. I, I'm having a hard time blaming the 49ers defense, Max. You said because it. hey, a defense can only do so much if your offense doesn't give you anything. Max, you said it last week that you can't stop Patrick Mahomes. You can only help to contain him. They contained him. The defense was doing their job. So they contained them for three and a half quarters when they had that's 10 points. Fine. And then you look up two seconds later, they yeah. had 31. And hey, with eight why, minutes left in the game, all the offense had to do was run the damn clock out. That and No guarantee they could have done that. Why, though. And, no guarantee. But look, even if you chop off three minutes running three straight plays and go three and now, at least you, ch- you chopped off three uh, minutes. I'm, I'm one of those guys that plays the win. I don't play not to if lose. I'm Nick Bosa. I'm and then Kyle Shanahan, and I'm saying, I, where is my 20-point lead? Where's then, my 30-point lead? And then how about this? How about when it's fourth down, how about Kyle Shanahan pulls off a Mike Vrabel and milks more clock? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Okay, you're putting way too much... Stalking him, buddy. Oh, I'm sorry. Hey, look, Am I, I making too he, much common sense? He was, qu- he was quaking in his boots. Like you said, he ran all his stuff early, and he was like, oh, God, I don't know what to do. It's ridiculous. All I'm it's saying. Kyle Shanahan's fault. I still think it's – I mean, listen, Shanahan is not out of the water here. You and know? I'm not, he's, he's part of the reason why. And I'm also not saying that, that Jimmy Garoppolo shouldn't shoulder some of this blame because I think he does. Like I said – very crucial third down pass. If he would have hit George Kittle right over the you middle, you have to have boom. expectations for Jimmy G. He's not the reason you win the game. He's not going to be the reason you win the game. Oh, he's he's just not. And Your hits. defense has to win the game. You have to make good. And again, Shanahan, you have to make good play calls and you have to make good decisions. Can't turn the football over. But the most crucial part of the game was in the hands of the offense and who's in charge of the offense? Kyle Shanahan. He made a couple of bad decisions as far as not milking the clock. Mm-hmm. But. And it, it, it turned out wrong decision. 
Mahomes, like I said, you could have ran it. Yeah, I agree. Mahomes did get the ball back way too quickly. You could have ran it three straight times, pulled off a Mike Vrabel, milked probably a good another, after those three minutes, maybe milked another two and a half, three minutes. Boom, that's six minutes right there. Yeah, but, We're at the two-minute one. But even, even if, even if, Mahomes is Mahomes, you know, he, he could you easily give you that 45 Yard bond that we saw the Tyree kill. And you get no argument out of me. Yes, Patrick Mahomes was Patrick Mahomes, but he would have been Patrick Mahomes under more pressure. With the added pressure that my defense was already putting on him from the pass rush. I don't know. I, I, listen, I, again, I'm, I'm not I don't we we've sat here and we've criticized why this why the Chiefs won. And and I when I first started the show, I said, listen, it's more about the Chiefs being great than it is the Niners screwing up. I mean, it's Mahomes. I, I've seen this before, you know, and I'm not going forward over the years. He's only 24 years old. Yeah. Every game I watch Mahomes the rest of my life, I'm going to be like, man, I, you just saw what that guy did with seven minutes yeah. left? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he, he's oh, just no doubt. He's something yeah. I've never seen before. Listen, I'm not, saying, I'm not taking anything away from Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is going to be a pain in the rear end for years to come. Mm-hmm. And we can probably say right now that he's the best quarterback in the NFL. Yes. Hands down. Stamp it. No argument. You didn't get no argument for me out of that. All I'm saying is the best way to defeat Patrick Mahomes in that high-octane offense is to keep them off the field. The same way teams used to do Tom Brady. I think the most simple way we could say this is, like we've mentioned before, you have to play four quarters. Yep. You have to play four quarters. We can sit here and nitpick and point fingers at why this guy did this, why this guy did that, why did the defense do this, why didn't the offense throw this pass, you know. But as a whole, you got to play a complete four quarters of yep. football. And the fact of the matter is, the San Francisco Niners last night didn't do it. Yep. And that's the reason why Barna. they lost. They yep. tried. I mean, listen, give them credit. They tried. I know if you're a Niner fan out there, you're like, you know, we tried our best. You know, If I'm a Niner fan today, I'm like, listen. What do you want us to do? Oh, absolutely. Hold your head high. It's not like they, they Garoppolo threw three picks down the stretch. I mean, listen, no. that last play of the game, come on. You don't count that interception. He's just trying to make a play. Yeah. You know, he's just trying to make a play down the middle. I mean, I mean he, what he really did was probably he went 20 to 31. You could easily say he went 20 to 25. Or 20 to 25. I mean, he basically threw up a duck and just said, screw it. But, you know. Exactly. Well, yeah. But, again, he's trying to make <laughs> yeah, something Yeah, same, man. Like I said, 40, like you said, 49ers fans, they have nothing to be disappointed about. I agree. Know? It was a fun Super Bowl. It was good. I had a lot of fun. It was a good 100%, time. It 100%. Was... Way better than last year. Hey, hey, hey. You know what? I'm slapping. Entertaining. Now, now let's go have a ham sandwich. I didn't think it was going to turn out that way. You know, watching the first three quarters of the game, I was like, oh, man. Like, uh-huh. you know, because I'm sitting there kind of rooting for the Chiefs, you know, hoping Andy. I mean, I'm not against Andy Reid. I don't know why people out there were kind of hating on Andy Reid. I know he didn't win anything here. Yeah, I don't understand but, that either. You know, I'm sitting there like, oh, it'd be nice to see Andy Reid win one. And I love Mahomes. Just watching him play, he's, he's such a great player and it's so fun to watch. I'm sitting I agree. there. All right, you know, the Niners had the lead, and it doesn't seem like the Chiefs have any chance here. And when I'm, I'll tell you what, when the clock went triple zeros, I was like, wow. Like, that was that a performance game. from Mahomes down the stretch. Yes, it Sounded was. Crazy. It was awesome. Going into the offseason now, you know, it's going to suck not having a lot to talk about football wise. I know the draft's coming up in the free agency. We'll get into it in the, in the weeks to come. But uh, this season, if you look back on it to wrap this, to wrap this season up, a lot of fun, you know. Mahomes, oh, yeah. you know oh, the yeah. in, look the injury. I mean, listen, Chiefs might not even been here. Mahomes' injury with his knee. I mean, dislocated. It was like off the side of his leg. Oh, I mean, goodness. it was nasty. And you're thinking, okay, well, there goes the Chiefs' season. <laughs> Lamar Jackson coming out of nowhere with his ridiculous amount of touchdowns. You still have the Sean Washington, the Texans, man, and that the Bills were a surprise offense. this year. The Bills were a nice little surprise. Man. The Saints again, just not get, being able to get the job done when it matters most. Another great regular season. <laughs> they can't beat the Vikings at home. You know, Vikings, who I thought, I mean, had a, I mean, I don't think they're ever going to win a Super Bowl with Kirk Cousins, but <laughs> nope. they, they had a, a good season. So it was a lot of fun this year. I mean, you just think back on it. 
all us being football fans. I mean, I, don't, I, don't I think, think it was a great season. I don't think any team that has Kirk Cousins is going to win a Super no. Bowl, but that's just me personally. I agree. So. All right, all right. Let's roll some sixes here. We got ten minutes ish left. Um, I just well, first the first thing before you know, I don't know everybody has their opinions on this, but can I just point out sure. the home and road splits? I mean, absolutely ridiculous home and road splits. We're twenty-two and two at home. We're nine and I seventeen on the road. Right? I mean. I know the home home court advantage definitely, but when when we're sitting here losing the teams on the road like the Hawks the other night, I mean that just can't yeah. happen. I know you don't have Josh Richardson, and I know he's a good player and a big part of what we do, but it's you know you had him beat, you had Simmons. You know, mean, yeah, you, you don't need Richardson. We, we beat the Lakers without Richardson. Yep, and again that's a home game. Yeah. I don't understand yeah. it. I just don't understand how well they play at home. And then yeah. when they go away, they play like absolute crap. Yeah. Like, okay, and we discussed this An before. ugly we... game against the Celtics. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I was so peeled. I was so peeled at that game. Why did Al Horford get posterized? But that's besides the point. So, apparently, most of our players were at the Super Bowl last night. Uh, so, and then they played Miami tonight. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you guys right now, I'm not very confident tonight. I'm just no, not. I'm not confident either. You know why? Because they have Jimmy Butler now and we don't. <laughs> besides the fact... And, and listen to this. I was just doing when you guys were wrapping up your discussion. I was doing uh, some calculations, and I don't. And um, Ben Simmons seems to disappear in the fourth quarter, and total he has only around twenty-two total points in the fourth quarter. It's way different, right? 30, total we're thirty-one points. and nineteen overall right now. I'm um, I'm so close. Uh, I'm serious, Tanner. I, I know. I'm, 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 I'm ready. Are you pulling the plug? I'm up? almost ready to be like Ben Simmons. You know what? Just straight up. You know, it's, it, it's understandable. Because uh, where's the shot? Where's the shot? Yes. Where is this? Where is this chump shot that you supposedly been working on? That it's back you know, in July. You know all the videos that's been going viral, and we were up in here right in our same spots in this booth. Tanner, you were hype. Uh, Max, you were hype. I'm just like, you know what? Screw you guys because I don't see it on a doggone court. And here it is. Now we're in February, and we've arrived at this, the same issue that I kept bringing up. It's one thing to make shots in practice. Do it in an actual game. He means absolutely – it is so irritating to have him walk that ball up the court, you, and everybody is in the paint. Yeah, who do you think is – could we – could they get to mentor Ben Simmons? Somebody who can shoot. <laughs> okay. OT. All right. Well, I'm sorry. Who do you think needs to be that person to really take time with Ben Simmons and practice that shot? Listen, I'm going to come to Ben Simmons' defense here because I don't think Ben Simmons is the reason why we suck on the road and we're 31 and 19 when we can easily have man, you know, six more wins. And here's why the man is averaging 36 minutes a night. The guy plays every single game. All right. He's not Embiid. Right, he's not a big baby who's going to sit out. I know the hand injury. I get it. But listen, load management, that doesn't come into Ben Simmons' mind. Right, He plays every single game. He plays great defense. And he brings it to the floor. Low he's lives. never lazy out there. I yeah. never see him make any But do any you understand what I'm saying about who – there's no. There's really no experience on this team. It, it, there's there, not. There's no experience. Like as we got Rick, J.J. Reddick's not on the team anymore. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're talking about giving Ben Simmons some you know, mentorship. And there, there's really yeah, no but, one there. Yeah, but J.J. Reddick didn't tell Ben Simmons to shoot. Apparently didn't tell him to shoot the I, ball. And Jimmy Butler was there at least to push Ben to shoot the, the ball more. Jimmy, and, and I want to add another thing here. Ben Simmons plays the most. He's averaging 36 minutes a night. You know, Two more than the second, mo- the second next guy, which is Tobias Harris. I mean, he's started 48 games a season. He's played in 48, obviously. And B's only playing 34. You know, it's starting to come down to can Simmons and Embiid play together, in my opinion. 
you know, you start you to question. You. you start to question Ken and Bede and Simmons play together. And in my opinion, if you had to get rid of one of them today, I'm getting rid of Embiid. What? This team needs what? to. What? Wow. I'm trading them. I don't ever want to hear that. I'm trading them. I don't ever want to hear that. Listen. Yo. When's the deadline? This Thursday. This Thursday. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we've heard talks of Roko coming back. Um, is that? I think uh, you have to. Is there a better player than Roko to come back on this team? I know there's plenty of better players, but do you think there's a player that fits more? I think he makes sense to come back. In a trade, but they're talking about two first rounders. My thing is, oh man, my thing two is, first rounders. I don't know if we can get through all Covington? this in twelve minutes, but we'll try. We'll <laughs> my, try. Thing, my thing is, Robert Covington isn't the the score that the consistent score that you need. That's the thing. Robert I mean, Covington, if you don't have anything, at least you get him. <clears throat> that's true, but he's listen, he's still listen, an inconsistent I, score. Let me just can I just thing. say a few things, and then you know, you guys, I know we all have different opinions, but you guys can chime in here. I just want to start by saying this. We're six in the Eastern Conference right now. Not a single thing has gone on this season that it's makes ridiculous. me think, listen, we have a shot to win the NBA title, which is what we've wanted for the past. You know, we've sat through the process to win the NBA championship. Right now there's five teams ahead of us, and I haven't seen a damn thing that looks like, okay, the Sixers could get out of the I mean, I want to get out of the first rip round. their heart out of their f***ing chest. Thank you. If you look at this team as this trade deadline approaches, Tanner, Robert Covington is not going to make any difference to this team. I someone mean, has to. There has to be a I think change. He could add to the bench. Yeah, but listen, it's, <laughs> right. I mean, the, the goal of this thing is to if we say we bring Robert Covington at the trade deadline, for example, I'm still thinking, you know what, we could lose in the first round. Yes. You know, so yeah, do but, we really want to give a, any assets we have left, which is very few anyway, yeah, and but bring Max, in Covington? You're talking about getting rid of Joel Embiid. Then what? I'm thinking. Yeah, for the then future. what? What do you do? Hear me out. This is big man. If you give, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. I'm not saying let's trade MB today. What I'm trying to do is think to the towards the future. And what I see is this. Kawhi leaves the Raptors. They're still 36 to 14. They've won 11 straight games. The Celtics, yeah, we've beaten them three times this year. But look where they're at compared to us in the standings. So, yeah, we may not watch every other team, every other game, every single, every other night, whatever it is. But there needs to be a reason. Is there, There's a reason. Is it GM? Is it coaching? You know, the way the other teams in our conference, in our division specifically, you know, build their teams up, why aren't we w- matching those teams, right? I think, and B, the fact that he doesn't play, he only may, might play 50 games out of the 82 a season, right? If you're lucky, you get 60, maybe 65 at the most. But the fact of the matter is, the rest of his career, he's missing a dozen, maybe 20 games, depending on the injury situation, right? That's a guarantee, right? You're not getting that with Ben Simmons. He will play every single night, and he will give 110% effort. I see MB getting lazy whoa, whoa, out there whoa, half the time. Whoa, 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 whoa. Maybe. Did you just say Ben Simmons gives 100? He gives 100. Listen, I know. He doesn't shoot the basketball, but I don't factor that into the effort category. He, he steps That's it up every single night defensively, and he is aggressive as hell. I know he hasn't whoa. shot the ball well. I know he hasn't shot ben it. Ben Simmons aggressive? He, he gets to the basket at ease in transition every single time. watching? No one has stopped him. All right. If we try to play GM here, let's listen to some of the, t- the players that are on the trade block. Um, you got Andre Iguodala, Rocco we already talked about. You got players like Marcus Morris and his brother. You got Jay Crowder, Deadman, Rose. There's not really yeah, a player that you really like, oh, let's go out and get him. T, I want to make myself clear about this. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying let's get rid of Embiid. The only reason I'm speculating this in my head is because a lot of people are starting to say Embiid and Simmons cannot play together. Would I much yeah. rather get rid of okay. any other player? Do I want to get an Embiid? No, he's probably, you could argue, our best player on our team. But what I'm saying is 
the fact that we have Ben Simmons, and today if I had to pick one, I think as long if Ben Simmons, you never know in two years, can he be able to shoot the basketball? And if he does, he could be a top five, top ten player in the league, right? I don't think Embiid will ever get to just based on one his position, one his injury history, and the games he he misses, etc. And the list goes on and on. That's I, I much rather get rid of so many other players on this team. So, listen, yeah. you're, you're, Al Horford would be the first guy because he has some value, right? You're not going to get rid of like Neto or anybody like that because they have no value. But if you want to gather some assets such as draft picks or try to get some other I'd older say bets, if you're looking for that, it'd I be mean, like a Tobias Harris. You bring up good points to the fact that. Why you the contract situation too, Tanner. I mean, listen, yeah. Harris is getting paid $180 million mm-hmm. to be an okay, you know, solid player. Exactly. But here's you're paying him to be that Jimmy Butler type of guy, and right. he hasn't. But here's the thing. I'm also paying Ben Simmons as well. And here's the thing. Even though Embiid, yes, he, he does get hurt often. Yes, you're probably only going to play him a little over 50 games a season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But at the same time, look at the impact Embiid has on the court when he is there. Okay, look at the double teams that he commands. Look at the space that he commands. Look at how much the defense improves when he's out there. Where compared to Ben Simmons, every single time he brings the ball up the court, everybody's in the damn paint mm-hmm. because he refuses to shoot the damn ball. I feel that irritation, Chris, or T, because honestly, before the season started, there were so many things that people said were going to change, and they haven't. Embiid mm-hmm. said he was going to be such a, a more healthy player. Simmons was going to work on that shot. Brett Brown was going to be a better coach. That is blasphemous. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Once again, we're looking at this team like, what do we need to change instead of, all right, let's, you know what, the trade the trade um, deadline's coming up, and let, what what can we do to better we may have given, improve the team? We may have given Brett Brown one year too but, much. Yeah, it's too late now. That, I feel like You ride him out to the end of the season, yeah. but I think no now choice. we have to, yeah. Because even still, like, in. We talk about what players we're going to get rid of, but here's the thing. They're still not being put in a position that suits the players that they have. They really should be a mid-range shooting team. Yeah. They really should be playing bully ball because they're bigger than the opposite, than most of the opposition. I want to, I want to this po- team is soft. Yeah, I, want, I want to point this out. Agreed. That, uh, some of this heat has to fall on Elton Brand as well. You know, I'm sitting here looking at, one, the contracts he's given out. Like we've already mentioned, Harris is $180 million. Al Horford's $107 million contract for four years at age 33. I think it's kind of ridiculous. And then look at the benches around the NBA. Toronto, a great bench. Boston, a great bench. Milwaukee, a great bench. You know what Elton Brand got the Sixers this offseason? Let me just read some of these names out to you. He got. We kept Jonah Bolden, who I haven't even seen play a damn game. He's Apparently, he's played four of them. I don't remember any of them. Kyle O'Quinn. Kyle O'Quinn. I agree he, he brings in, right? One. He brings in Howell Neto. Right, keeps Mike Scott around, keeps James Ennis around. He grabs Trey Burke. He keeps Shake Milton around. I mean, look at these names for our bench. I mean, I think we've gotten more production out of Norvell Pell, who barely even (laughs) made the team, over like three or four other guys that we actually signed to like contracts for a few million dollars. I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous. The bad, the couple bad contracts he signed. To, to give these players. And the fact that he brought in about five bench pieces that haven't done jack, in my opinion. <laughs> a bunch of low lifes. I feel like Elton Brand has to take some of this heat here. He really does. I mean, come on. Shake Milton's a great name. <laughs> I mean, uh, come on. Yeah, let's talk also we about can, a player that really struggled on this team. And then now we're seeing he's playing all right. That's Markel Fultz. Why couldn't he, why couldn't he play on the Sixers? Why couldn't he do coaching. that? Yeah. It has coaching. to be coaching. I, want, I do want to point out another name, Tanner. If you mentioned that, Furkan Korkmaz has had, a, has had a nice season so far. Shoots the three at a pretty solid rate. He's shooting. Uh, where's he shooting here from downtown? Thirty-eight percent from downtown. So, hey, 
Um, we'll see what happens. I'm sure there'll be a lot of more heated discussions throughout the upcoming weeks with the season of NFL now behind us. But uh, you know, it's Are been you a fun. That football season's done, T. Yeah, I'm a little pissed. Hey, we have hey the AAF. XFL. The, oh, the XFL. XFL. All right, all right, Taylor, shut it down. All right, all right. You guys missed any of this episode, this very angry episode, you can always go angry. to Philly Dash Experience. Simplecast.com. We are available on all major platforms: Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, New Pandora. So nice, that's good. And hey. congrats to Andy Reid. Now let's uh, let's just go. It's going to be depressing off season. No, you're not going to play. Okay, no. <laughs> you dumbass. We know it's hard. Take me out, coach. Was that like a wise-ass comment? Let's go uh, have a ham sandwich.